Hey everybody, Dr. Tim here with the Hybrid Fitness Podcast, checking in on a Tuesday. Did a uh, long course over the weekend. Actually, that's going to be really attached to the topic of the podcast this week. Also, tried a, not a new workout, but a type of workout I haven't done in a long time. Pretty intense um, at a gym. I won't name names, but it has a color in the name. A lot of people are going to know what I'm referring to. And that workout kicked my butt. Um, it's just not the type of training I've been doing. So it was nice to mix things up. Got the heart rate way up. I uh, woke up plenty sore. Luckily, I expected that and didn't let the brain freak out. Knew that if I just kept moving, things were going to feel better. Feeling a lot better today. Got in uh, to the gym. Did a quick one today. Just moving around, keeping the body mobile. Because Tough Mudder's coming up this Saturday. I'll be running the uh, Seattle Tough Mudder. Not that you needed to know that, but I just enjoy telling people what I'm up to. Um, getting back to what I did this weekend, I went to a, a the uh, Vigor Grounds Summit uh, put on by Luca Hasavar. Uh, he is a local gym owner here in the Seattle Renton area. Had a huge conference, a lot of big names there in fitness, strength and conditioning, and just really talked about uh, things in the fitness and coaching world. As a physical therapist working in the outpatient setting, I'm an an adjunct to that world. I've worked as a personal trainer in the past, and it's definitely a space that I'm looking to work my way back into uh, with hybrid fitness. Um, that's sort of how I'm looking to bridge the gap and get more into sports performance, that kind of thing. That's why I'm getting the word out to the people and kind of letting them know what PT has to offer. Uh, what I noticed is there was a lot of discussion between all these trainers and coaches and gym owners. A lot of issues that they have with their clients and a lot of it just had to do with coaching and motivation and helping people reach their goals. Um, what I did not hear a lot about was injuries and that may be sort of the lens I come at things through because that's primarily what I deal with. What I do notice is people are not coming to physical therapy for injury prevention. They're not coming for strength training and granted that may not be the first thing people think of uh, when you go to that obviously most physical therapy people are coming under insurance covered services cash pay PT is becoming a bigger thing uh, allows us more freedom to do what we want with people including performance um, not just treating pain and injuries however um, to recollect my thoughts here I noticed a lot of people just talking about wanting to help people reach their goals and get fitter and stronger and healthier, lose weight, get in shape, all that good stuff. And a lot of the stuff that I really enjoy doing uh, with people as a trainer, what I'm seeing more and more as a physical therapist, obviously people having injuries that were traumatic in nature, car accidents, um, industrial injuries, things like that, fall, break a leg, etc. But I'm seeing a lot of people that are getting hurt I'm not seeing a lot of people that are getting hurt from exercising. Not a lot of people coming in and, oh, I hurt my shoulder um, doing a bench press. Uh, I did not break my leg running a Tough Mudder, for example. I'm seeing a lot of people who have pain from not moving. 
um, or from getting injured doing everyday things. I bent down to pick up my kid and my back went out. I'm doing my air quotes there. We've, we've talked about things going out and how that's not the reality of the thing. However, I digress. What I'm noticing is people are getting hurt doing simple everyday things and it usually comes down to their bodies are not prepared for those movements. We've talked about movement preparedness as well. What I'd like to talk about today, now that we're halfway in, is health prevention, uh, health coaching, people really using exercise as a way to not get hurt. Going to a lot of people, I know a lot of people don't go to the gym just because they don't like going to the gym. Um, People don't find fun in their exercise. People have better things they think they can do with their time, but I'll tell you this, fitter people, stronger people, they're harder to kill, they're harder to hurt. If you can pick up 100 pounds off the floor with a deadlift, using an example, you're probably not going to hurt yourself bending down to pick up a toy that your kid left on the floor. You're gonna know how to move your body, your body's gonna be used to that movement, and you're gonna have the strength to do it. You're not going to pull a muscle in your neck, sneezing. You're not going to get shoulder impingement from sitting at a desk all day because after you get up from that desk, you're gonna go to the gym, you're gonna work the muscles on the opposite side of your body. You're gonna strengthen yourself. You're gonna move your body in ways that are gonna prevent those kind of injuries from happening. A lot of what I see in the clinic is extremely preventable if people would do a little prevention. That comes to a broader level, not just of exercise and and physical preparedness, although that is a big part of it. Um, A lot of things that came up at at this conference as well were the role of coaching and, you know, simple things like how to sleep well, how to be well rested. A lot of people, a lot of people have trouble sleeping. A lot of people in pain have trouble sleeping. The problem with that is the less you sleep, the worse your pain can get. Um, It's harder for your body to heal. It's harder for your system to recover. The same goes for nutrition. The same goes for hydration. The same goes for how you manage your stress. You have to think of all the systems of your body working together, and that includes your emotions, that includes your heart and lungs and your immune system, as well as your muscles and bones and tendons and ligaments and all that stuff that they diagnose you with a tendonitis. Yes, you have pain in your shoulder. Is that because you did something your shoulder wasn't ready for? Is that because... As a lot of people think, I was cursed with shitty genetics and I have a shoulder shape that's more prone to being injured. Maybe, not likely. Is it because you don't exercise your shoulder very much and you sleep four hours a night and you're drinking Mountain Dew and eating fast food and all of a sudden your body just goes, well, I can't handle this anymore. I can't keep up. And the straw that broke the camel's back is the stress you're putting on your shoulder, the physical stress, and now all of a sudden you have pain. You have overflowed your cup. And when you overflow your cup, something gives, the body gives you a signal, says, hey, 
I'm going to make some pain. I'm going to try to tell you to do something different, whether that's move your shoulder in a different way, whether that's get more rest, whether that's do some yoga or go for a walk in the park or drink some freaking water. Sorry, I'm a little fired up today. Um, seeing a lot of preventable things in the clinic these days. I'm not mad at the people. I'm here to help them. That's my job. Um, but I'm trying to get the word out to the masses. There's a lot of things you can do to prevent ending up in pain and dysfunction. And a lot of it is holistic. It's, it's the whole package. And it really comes down to we have one of two ways to prevent you from overflowing your cup. One is you can take something out of that cup, whether that's a stressful situation, whether that's going to bed a little earlier, cooling down the bedroom, putting your phone away, reading a little bit before bed, getting better quality sleep, whether that's, you know, changing your diet up a little bit, eating more real food, uh, not having quite so much processed stuff, getting more water, easing off on the smoking and the alcohol, all things in moderation, not smoking, just stop. Easy for me to say, but there's nothing good in it. And I don't see anybody getting better while they're smoking. Little sidebar. The second way, <laughs> I digress again, you'll notice that's a theme. The second way you can prevent your cup from overflowing is to build a bigger cup, and we do that by strengthening your body, making sure you move well, making sure you move often, making sure that you have the requisite strength in your muscles and your tissues to do the things you need to do. If you reach up over your head to change a light bulb, I'm going to have to hope that wasn't the first time you reached your arm all the way over your head in the last six months. If it is, you might be sore from it. And that's one of two things. You can go, oh no, what did I do? Or you can go, hmm, I should probably move that way a little more often so it's not such a shock. A lot of thoughts today, a little scattered. I uh, had a lot of things to get in, so we went broad rather than deep. But time to takeaways from today. You want to be in pain, you got to move more. Take care of your sleep, take care of your stress. Get some water, eat real food. Lots of little things. The little things add up. And if you do a lot of little things right, the majority of the time, you're a lot less likely to overflow your cup and hurt yourself. I think I'll sign it off there, but everybody have a good week, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.